Welcome, welcome, welcome to the I Speak Fizbo podcast, where we pull back the curtain from the real estate industry and expose everything they don't want you to know. We share tips, tricks, myths, and truths to fight against outdated real estate traditions so you can sell your home for top dollar without having to pay a dime in commission or sacrifice your time. It's time for homeowners to take back the power and break up the monopoly. This is the I Speak Fizbo Podcast, and this is your host, Josh Knox. Hey everybody, this is Josh Knox. Welcome to the uh, episode today. On today's episode, we're going to be talking with David from El Paso, and he's going to share some insights that he has gained as a person who has done multiple for sale by owners and who is currently in a transaction where he's listed as a for sale by owner and is under contract. So I don't want to talk any further. Let's just get started, and I'm going to share the interview with you. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna record the call then if that's right. So um, I I kind of gave you a brief you know introduction yesterday of this is what I'm doing. I have a podcast. I I sold my own home uh, on my own, and so you know I'm interviewing other homeowners to to see kind of what their experience has been. So I'm just gonna ask you the questions straight out if that's all right. Okay. Okay. Um, what made what made you decide to to go Fizbo to do for sale by owner? Uh, well, we just we needed to sell. Uh, we've only lived in the house for three years. We knew the market wouldn't uh, wouldn't bear for us to sell it as much as we needed to get the money we needed out of it if we had to pay a real estate agent. So okay. Okay. Um, is it, have you sold on your own before or sold other properties before with an agent or without an agent? Uh, both. Yeah. Both. Okay. Um, what has, uh, so you said yesterday when we spoke that you had put it under contract already, is that correct? Right. Yes. It's okay. under contract right now. Okay, cool. Um, how long did it, about how long did it take for you guys to get it under contract after you listed it for sale? Um, we listed it um, a long time ago in the fall for just a very short time and then took it off. We weren't, okay. we weren't really ready 
we really weren't ready. And then we listed it here again. Oh, I don't remember how long ago that was. Uh, and actually, right after we listed it, we uh, we ran an open house. Okay. And uh, and that's when we got the contract. Oh, excellent. Okay. Did you um, the contract that you got? Did those those buyers have an agent, or did they come yeah. on their own? Well, this this one came on on her own, but she had an agent representing her. And okay. So she told us when 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 she left that she had a, an agent that she would call her. So her agent ended up working for her. Okay. And when you when you listed it, you know, I found you on Zillow, but did you happen to list it through like a local flat fee MLS service as well? Uh, no, not yet. We we would if we had to, but we. We really didn't have to. Okay. Okay. And w as you've gone through the process, what are some of the things that you, I mean, you said you had sold before on your own, but also sold with an agent. I guess I'm, I'm curious to know what was, what were some of the things that you like ran into as obstacles as a for sale by owner? Uh, well, I'm, I'm finding the biggest problem with with doing that uh, is most real estate agents all kind of gather together and and you know they find the properties they they try to push and and obviously no one's going to be pushing my property and of course that that becomes a problem but uh, you know it's still to me it's still worth saving those thousands of dollars. Okay. And that's honestly that's why I did it on my own. I just couldn't justify the cost. Um, yeah. I mean, I I had family members that were real estate agents, and for me, I just thought oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay you. I can do what you're doing. I can see what you're doing. So yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Did you say that again? No, I I was just uh, uh, confirming. Okay. Um, now. This time around, um, it sounds like it went fairly quickly. You didn't list on a local MLS for a, for a flat fee, but it sounds like you were willing to work with a buyer's agent. So it sounds like you're willing to pay a little bit of a fee there to help the buyer out. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a obviously obviously the buyer will not get as good a deal that way. But you know, that's that's their option, not mine. Okay. How how do you mean by that? Would you have given them a little bit better purchase price on the house? Well, obviously. I mean, if, if I don't have to pay her real estate agent, then obviously I can give that money to her. And okay. that, if, that's way, if that's the way they want to do it, then you know I'm, I'm not going to tell them they can't, obviously, but I, but I can't lower my price anymore. Sure. So so from where you're at, just for your your personal life, and I'm not asking for specifics, it just you could still net the same amount of money by doing that, but if it, it's if the buyer had not had an agent, then you could have potentially given them a better price. Would you have would you have considered if they hadn't had an agent still selling for the price that you had it listed at in the open house? Meaning you wouldn't necessarily give them a deal; you would just put a little bit more of that money in your pocket. Well, I mean that's always a possibility, but if 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 they're wanting to negotiate a price, which I'm assuming they would, then, then I would be, 
I'd be much more attuned to to going down for them than if if an agent was trying to do it, and and, and I know that agent's going to get three percent. Okay. Okay. Um, now, when it came to the the contract, and again, I'm not I'm not asking for specifics. When it came to the contract, did were you comfortable with reviewing the contract on your own? Uh, yeah, I, I I I don't think I I don't think I saw anything in there that would that would make me be concerned. Of course, it does help that I have a son that's a lawyer. Oh, and yep, and, and, that's and, if, and if I, yeah, and if I didn't feel real comfortable with it, I, I would have him look at it. But but we've, we we've sold and bought a bunch of houses throughout the years, and so yeah, you know, they're all. This particular sales contract is just a, a Texas sales contract, very typical real estate contract. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's one that's offered by the states. I mean, it, there was nothing on it that, that would be any different than what I've already seen before. Sure. Uh, most states actually have what are called fill-in-the-blank contracts, and so right. you just right. quite quite honestly fill-in-the-blank, right? I mean, it's not, a, it's not rocket science. Most of it's written in fairly plain English, and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Easy to go over. Yeah, right. And if you want to add something, you add it. If you want to take something away, you mark it out. So I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, did you? Now you you had sold. You said many many homes before in the past. Um, when you when you sold the very first home, not not this home, but the very first home that you sold on your own, did you? Were there many resources out there or? Would you have preferred to have more resources available to you? Well, when I sold the very first one, um, actually, we just we just had we we had we had to leave, and so uh, I had a friend um, go sign out there and say for sale, <laughs> and okay. uh, basically it, it, it sold and, and everything was fine. Uh, I was probably too young to realize, you know, that I needed another resource. But uh, that, that was the first one, but uh, I, and that was a lot of years ago. Okay, so I'm 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 not sure what resources were even available at the time, uh, and and obviously didn't have internet, didn't have uh, smartphones, didn't have anything else. So I, I know there was no Zillow going around at the time. So um, yeah, I'm sure it would have helped, but but it it worked for us anyway, so it was okay. Okay. Um, have, have you found uh, much resistance? I guess I should say, in, in trying to do it on your own. Well, yeah, I've had. Uh, you know what? I guess, and you probably experienced this too. Probably every agent in town, when they saw that listed by owner, called and wanted to handle it. And of course, you, you know they—that's their job. They're going to keep calling and. And trying to get you to let them sell it because they tell you they can get it at a higher price than you can, and you know, and they can sell it quicker and and all of this, uh, and and that's your job. I, I understand that, and of course, some of them will just out and out, you know, let you know that most real estate agents buy from real estate agents. They don't they don't want to go out and buy buy sell by owner, and, and I think that's a problem, but I think it's real. Yeah. I, I actually would agree in my, and this isn't about me, but in my instance, when I sold on my own, a real estate agent uh, presented an offer to us. 
uh, for the buyers. Now the buyers came through all by themselves and didn't say until after the tour was over that they had an agent. And then the agent presented the offer and said, by the way, you need to pay me. And I, I politely <laughs> asked what for, and she couldn't explain to me other than she put gas in her car and had to pay her broker that that's why I had to pay her. And so yeah. we didn't, yeah. we didn't oh, end yeah. on, yeah, we didn't end on friendly terms and she ended up walking away from the deal and I, I got to keep the buyers and didn't have to pay her, but that, that yeah. seems to be, that seems to be a trend. It seems to be a yeah. challenge, which is, well, yeah, you know, I know, I know all of them were very upfront with me though. Wanting, you know, telling you that, yes, we, we want a commission. Well, are you going to pay a commission? And, you know, they, they're all very upfront about it um, so far, and and I, I didn't want to pay by a commission. Now, uh, in this contract right now, like I said, I, I'm going to pay a, a small commission to her, but uh, uh, she, she was upfront about it, and as long as they're willing to, to do what we want to do with the contract, then I don't have a problem with it. Sure. Okay. Um just quickly, uh, by way of logistics, how far are you into the contract? Has the buyer started their like inspections or appraisals or anything like that? Yeah, we're waiting. Uh, we're waiting right now, in fact, for her to give me a call for when the guy's coming over to inspect. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that now. In fact, I was out of town and came back so I could be here when they inspected. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm telling kind of waiting it, it's supposed to be going pretty quick you know all all earnest money is in everything's up to the title company everything's already everything's on on the go we're just kind of waiting for this appraisal and and the inspection sure okay um back i want to sorry i want to back up real quick because you said you said something that was um well now i've lost it well never mind i'll, I'll move forward I, you had said something that caught my mind, and then we we got talking about something else. Um, when it comes to the inspections, are you, do you feel like you're comfortable with that? If anything were to come up, you you feel comfortable handling that, or just from previous uh, yeah, experience, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I've never had a problem with inspections. Uh, this home that we have right now, we've lived in it three years. We bought it brand new. Uh, I don't I don't see any I don't see any problems with inspections. Okay. Had um, had you had any challenges in the past with other properties you sold? Uh, oh, you know, we've had a, a back back when I had oh some older uh, properties. You know, they would come in and say, "Well, you need to do this, 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 and this," and you know, spend maybe a hundred, hundred, two hundred dollars and fix it, and everything's good to go. But I've never, I've never had a, uh, I've never had a deal go bad because of inspection. Because of inspection, right? Okay. How about with an appraisal? Uh, how I didn't hear that. Sorry. How about with an appraisal? Have you ever had a challenge with an appraisal that you had to work through, like it came in uh, too low? Yet. Or okay, yeah, not yet. Um, and, and this one, this one, I'm kind of curious about. We'll we'll see how it how it goes. But up to this point, I've never had a problem with an appraisal. Okay. Um. I should have asked this in the beginning, but how how did you what what kind of research did you do to get to the sales price you ended up landing on? Oh, we we went to Zillow and we went to uh, you know all the local sites. They all they all show it. I mean, it's just it's not hard to find. You can go to the 
uh, tax appraisal district and pull up what's been selling, what is selling. Uh, and I'll tell you the truth, I had several real estate agents send me uh, all the area sales and, and what they thought the property was worth, just trying to get trying to get me to go with them. And, and of course, I, I would compare those to the zillows and the, the tax records, and, and they're all pretty much online, so it wasn't that hard to get them. Yeah. Um... So I think I mentioned this yesterday. One of the things that I do is I I have developed a for sale by owner course. I mean, there's books out there that talk about some of this stuff. Um, there's some blogs online. But by and large, my research has showed me that there just isn't a, a lot in the way of education, if you will, right? I mean, information is out there for sure, but education on um, and, and for what you just described to me, that's exactly how I would describe it to somebody else who may be just trying this for the first time, which is just look online. I mean, the data is there. You just kind of have oh, to yeah. Yeah. just skim through it and figure out if your house is similar to the other ones. And, you know, yeah. uh, and then the market will ultimately tell you if you're in the right spot. I mean, if you put a price on a house and nobody comes to look at it, you're probably not priced right. So, yeah, as you know, there's something. Yeah, sure. But you know, also the, the thing that, that seems to be a big deal is I drive down the streets and see all these people, these real estate people, having open houses. So I just had my own open house. I stuck my sign and little streamers and said "open house," and we had pretty, you know quite a few people come by as a result. So I mean, you okay. know, people drive down the streets looking all the time. So you just well give them something to look at. Um, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, is your market in El Paso fairly, uh, fairly busy? Like, is, is there quite a few properties for sale and not enough buyers or is there uh, plenty of buyers and not enough sellers? Well, that depends on which real estate agents you, you talk to. <laughs> but, uh, but, but basically on the side of town that we live on, it's, uh, more progressive they're building a tremendous a lot a lot lot of new houses out here and and a lot of a lot of houses for sale and so it's really okay it's still competitive i felt like when we first started looking i felt like our property would be worth more because of what the new houses were going for but as the dust kind of settles and there are so many houses saturated out here it's you know that, that that value goes down a little bit but uh, there, there's, there's, like I say, it depends on who you talk to. We, we, we never have a problem with somebody looking at our property. And so I know people are out there looking. Uh, but I also know that, that in this day and time right now, uh, it's just hard to buy a house for a lot of people. And so, you know, you just, the right person has to come along. Sure. And you can only have one. Right, I mean, you can only have one buyer, so you're just yeah. getting in front yeah, of as many people yeah. as you can until you find the right one. Yeah. Um. What What would you, I guess, what would you say you've learned through the process, um, both with this house and other ones you've done on your own and with agents, and what would you share with somebody who wanted to do it on their own, just like you and I have done it? Well. I think, first of all, you just have to commit yourself to say, hey, I'm just going to jump out there and do it. I mean, it, it, 
if, if you wait until the time's right, you'll never do it. Uh, first of all, but um, uh, and and my always my concern is is the contract going to go through or are they going to get their loan? Is everything going to happen? Those are the kind of concerns I always have. But I've been so lucky through the years that that uh, you know we we we've been able to do what we need to do. But again, it's just just jump out and and uh, just do it. Make the attempt. Don't don't sit back and, and say, "Oh, gee, I guess I need a real estate agent because I can't do this." Well, yeah, you really can. You just have to jump out and do it. Right. Um, now, when you say, um, you know, you're wondering with the, whether or not the contract goes through. I mean, that that's a real concern. I, I actually spent a few years as a licensed agent, and then ended up just getting out of the business um, because I wanted to pursue other things. Um, but that was always a concern, right? I mean, it was, you know, is this buyer re- really good enough? So I guess my sure. question to you is, is, have you, have you now or in the past reached out to the buyer's lender to just see what you could verify about them? Or do you think that would have even been helpful to you? Well, here's, here's the thing with this particular uh, contract. Uh, most, almost Almost all real estate agents are going to make sure you're pre-approved before they take go to the trouble to to do what they're doing, and and it's not like my house is just an extremely wealthy type house. I mean, it's not, but but it but it is more on the upper end than on the lower end, and most agents are not going to go to the trouble to go out and and look at and 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 try and convince someone to buy a house if they haven't already made sure they're pre-approved, and so that's the only good thing that. That having an agent with with the buyer is is they've already tested the waters and, and know that, that that it's it can happen, but you, you know as well as anybody anywhere along the process something can happen, and and it can go it can go south, so that that's always my concern until closing I I, I keep my eyes open. <laughs> yeah, that I've actually got a very uh, I I have a podcast episode that talks about that specifically right like the deal's not closed until the money's in your bank account even if you sign um, yeah. deals can actually turn turn sideways um, and so I I I beat that drum a little bit as well telling people that you just can't you don't get right I mean it's the old adage you don't count your chickens until they've hatched and so um, yeah. you know mm-hmm. anything could happen um, it had the I guess let me ask this question now a different way. Had the buyer not had an agent, um, have you had experience with verifying, you know, the buyer's credibility, you know, calling? Because, and and let me give you a little bit of a, a background on that question. Um, there are plenty of lenders that will give a pre um, a pre qualification letter. You said the term pre approval, which is the better term um, in yeah. the industry. And so, uh, in my experience, uh, even if a buyer was pre-approved, I before I would accept a contract, uh, I would I would still call the lender and say, "Hey, tell me what you have going on here," because then the lender one is on notice that you're paying attention, and two, um, you open up a dialogue with them to work really well with them, and then finally the third is to actually verify whether or not this person is. It showed up to play the game, so to speak. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I feel pretty good about this one. I've uh, I know the last house that I sold uh, was only like three or four years ago, and 
basically it, it just kind of fell in, into my hands. The guy happened to work for a bank and, and, and that, you know, that worked out beautifully. So it didn't matter, but, um, yeah, I, I can see where, where what you're saying is exactly right. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just one of those things I think, uh, now you've had a, a lot of experience, um, but sometimes people that, that have only owned one home before, they're not quite sure. I mean, they went through the process themselves, but oftentimes they're deer in the headlights and somebody's given them a little bit of guidance. And so if somebody's going through the first time might not, just might not know to to do that. Is right. They just don't know what they don't know. And so um, I, was just, I was just curious from your perspective, if you'd ever had had a need to even call a lender. And, and I'm finding actually, I'm finding that th that goes on a lot in the for sale by owner world where somebody lists lists their house, which is really interesting because it's not that different from from somebody being licensed. I mean, the second somebody lists a home as a licensed real estate agent, they're tapping their network if they're a good agent to find out if yeah. they know of anybody that could buy the house. I mean, that's their job. And so right. for sale by owners would be wise to do the same thing. I mean, tap everybody you know, your coworkers, your family, your friends, your neighbors. I mean, they know somebody. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's one of the big things around here is is uh, you know I let all my neighbors know about the house and and by putting a sign up and and, and people are constantly going up and down and and especially in our particular area, a lot of people are moving, a lot of people move into Texas. They just they just do, and uh, it seems like like people out of a bunch of other states, uh, their homes sell for a lot more than ours do. So they sell a house say in California. They sell a house in California, move to here, and houses are not as high to them. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But the, the the price that they got to their house, which is not as good as this house, they still can afford to buy this house. And and so you know, you you get that. And I think that's what a lot of the real estate agents tap in on. And that's something that I think would be nice if we could figure out how to how to tap into that. Find out those people that are moving into town from from other states because they're usually willing to spend more for a house than than the local people are. So okay, so so I think what I'm hearing is is a way to market as a for sale by owner to potential out of state buyers. Is that hear right. you right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because around, of course, uh, in El Paso, uh, I mean, it is what it is. We we, we don't. Uh, we don't have as high a capita um, salaries here, and you know only certain people can get buy certain houses. And it's just by the say, if if you can find someone from out of state that has sold a house that has the cash wants to buy a house, then it sure would be nice to know those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually a challenge for even. Um, I I would say it's even a challenge for for licensed agents. I mean. Most oh, yeah. most licensed agents' uh, online strategy is to market locally. Um, I know high end real estate; they start marketing in in different areas. But if you if a buyer or if a home seller is noticing that there's an influx of people coming from a particular area, it would make sense to have a way for them to get some advertising out in that area. Because even Zillow, right? I mean, it's all geographical search. So unless you know you're specifically moving to El Paso. You know, you may not necessarily be looking there first, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay, um, well, 
I, I, I don't want to take all of your time. I certainly appreciate the, the talk. I do have uh, maybe one last question, and that is this. How much time do you think it's taken you to do all of this on your own? From the time you, you know, spent, you know, putting signs in the yards and telling neighbors and holding the open house to getting your house under contract, how much time would you say it's taken you? Um, oh, actually, this particular time, just several weeks. It wasn't, it wasn't much. And, okay. and as, far as, as far as the... You know, it didn't take you long to go paint a sign, <laughs> and, and right. It didn't take long, long, long to put little, little streamers up, and of course we trained off some flyers that we stuck out where people could look at them and so forth. But, but you know, not we we've not spent just a whole lot of time doing it. And you know, if, if we didn't already have a contract, I'd be out there, you know, working hard at it. But, but uh, we were just okay. Passionate. Okay. Well, uh, that is, that's really all I had. Um, like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time to have the conversation and, and share some of your insight and experience. All right. So I, I have no, no, no problem doing it. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. I wish you all the best of luck with, with what you're doing and, and, uh, the house closing on time, of course, and then happy trails to the next location. Right. Uh, I appreciate that. And good luck with your podcast. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you were able to gain uh, some insight from that. You know, one of the main things that uh, stood out to me with David was the fact that he said, just get started. And a lot of the times uh, I've spoken to people, um, they there's just this concern on their part. And the reality is, is you just need to get started. You just need to get involved in the research that you need to do. Um, you need to, you know, start with how to prepare your house. And then you need to do a little bit of research online to figure out where you're going to price it. But as you can tell from David's interview, you know, he gives you some good pointers, right? You just pay attention to your neighborhood. Most people are paying attention. They know what's for sale. They know, generally speaking what prices are looking like um you know they're they're familiar with zillow and trulia and realtor.com and and these other websites and then um you know you just go ahead and and get started with the sales process the other thing that uh david pointed out to me which i thought was really great um great feedback was that he just was paying attention to what the other uh real estate agents were doing in and around his neighborhood and so one of those things was having an open house and sure enough, he paid attention to when they were doing it and he uh, put his own open house out there. And because other agents had done marketing to get traffic to the neighborhood, uh, he was able to benefit from that as well. So that's a great uh, free way to get traffic to your house. And, and that's just by paying attention to what's happening around you. And if you're looking for when uh, people might be holding uh, open houses in your neighborhood, you know, look at the signs, call the agents and see when they're going to be holding an open house. Uh, and just let them know that you're, you're just interested on what the traffic's going to be like in the neighborhood. And, and, uh, and you can find out, you can also look online. A lot of agents will list, uh, their open houses online for their clients. And so, uh, keep that in mind that they'll put it on their local MLS, but they'll also put it on, uh, Zillow and Trulia and those other locations, uh, again, to draw traffic in. So 
there was some really good great pointers from uh david in this episode and as always i hopeful i hope that it was helpful for you and of course i hope to see you on the next podcast <laughs>